Welcome to Rhema for Today. Over in James, the fifth chapter, about 17 verse, the fervent, effectual prayer of a righteous man availeth much. So then that tells us that when people get in trouble, whether they're ministers or whether they're laymen, we don't know about others. We have to depend on the Spirit of God to tell us. They knew about this. The church was just local here in Jerusalem. We know to pray. Pray for us. Notice that without ceasing they prayed. Without ceasing they prayed. Earnest and effectual prayer, the margin said, was made without ceasing of the church unto God for him. Welcome to Rama for Today. Kenneth E. Hagan wraps up his teaching on United Prayer. Also, later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, let's join Kenneth E. Hagan for today's message. See, we need to learn to be sensitive to the Spirit and learn when to praise Him and learn just to flow with the Spirit and to be quiet when He says be quiet. Glory to God. Can you say amen? amen. Now, God wants to get some other things over to us here. You remember there in 1 Timothy 2, 1, where the Spirit of God said through Paul, I exhort therefore that first of all, prayers, supplications, intercession, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings, and for all that are in authority. We should do that first. And so we, we are instructed. See, what do we pray for? Well, we're instructed to pray for all that are in authority. For kings, you see, he's talking about different nations. Not just our own nation, sure we know to pray. But other nations, for all that are in authority. Praise God, Christians everywhere should do that. Isn't that true? And then we see the church praying here that the servants of God would be able to speak the word with boldness by stretching forth your hand to heal the sick, the signs and wonders should be wrought in the name of the whole child Jesus. We should do that. Now I want you to notice something else. Notice that this was a time of threatening. Notice that this is a time of emergency. Oh, praise God. We always know to pray at times like that. Let's go just a little further here into the Acts of the Apostles and see something again. Well, you see, they spoke the word of God boldly and without going into great detail. You see, of course, here in the 12th chapter of Acts that Peter got in jail. Well, that's what they threatened him about back there in the 3rd chapter, you see. And, uh, and, and so the word of God tells us in the 12th chapter of Acts and the 5th verse, Peter, therefore, was kept in prison, but prayer was made without ceasing of the church unto God for him. For him. Prayer was made without ceasing. Uh, and the margin reads that earnest prayer was made. Earnest prayer, praise God, was made. Effectual prayer. Don't that remind you of what James said? Over in James, the fifth chapter, about the 17th verse, the fervent, effectual prayer of a righteous man availeth much. So then that tells us that when people get in trouble, whether they're ministers or whether they're laymen, we don't know about others. We have to depend on the Spirit of God to tell us. They knew about this. The church was just local here in Jerusalem. We know to pray. Pray for them. Notice that without ceasing they prayed. Without ceasing they prayed. Earnest and effectual prayer, the margin said, 
was made without ceasing of the church unto God for him, for Peter. Well, he was brought out. We know that. Now, I want you to notice something else. In Ephesians, the sixth chapter, our golden text, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, and that's in there unto, with all perseverance and supplication for how many saints? Them you know, your bosom friends and buddies, all saints. Well, I could pray for all I know, but you see, the only way I could pray for all saints would have to be in the Spirit because only the Spirit knows all saints. That's the reason he said pray in the Spirit. Now then notice this. Then Paul says, and for me. See, pray for all saints. Now then notice the next verse. And for me, that is, pray for me. Now for what? That utterance may be given unto me, that I may open my mouth boldly. There's that word boldly again. Pray for me. He's asking the church at Ephesus. Pray for me, isn't he? That utterance may be given unto me. That I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel. For which I am an ambassador in bonds. That therein I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. That's the way to pray for ministers. I said, that's the way to pray for ministers. Glory to God, isn't it? Notice something here while we're on this. Why don't we back up here to Romans, you see. These are, are letters that Paul wrote to the church. I want you to notice that uh, he uh, makes mention of the fact that he prays for them. And I want you to notice as we go along also, I want you to notice that he asked them to pray for him. Now, for instance, Romans 1.9. For God is my witness, whom I serve with my spirit in the gospel of his Son, that without ceasing I make mention of you always in my prayers. He's saying to the Romans, the saints at Rome, you're always in my prayers, doesn't he? I said, doesn't he? Now notice this. He tells us a little bit about something. He doesn't just say, I prayed. He said, making request. Making request. If by any means now at length I might have a prosperous journey by the will of God to come unto you. For I long to see you that I may impart unto you some spiritual gift to the end you may be established. That is, see this is still his request. That is that I may be comforted together with you by the mutual faith, both of you and me. Hallelujah. Now I want you to notice something now. Look at the end of the book of Romans, the 15th chapter. There he tells them he's praying for them and tells them what his request is. I'm sure he prayed otherwise, but that's part of it. Now notice the 15th chapter, the 15th chapter of Romans and the 30th verse. Now I beseech you, brethren, for the Lord Jesus Christ's sake and for the love of the Spirit. You know, that's a little peculiar language, isn't it? And for the love of the Spirit or love of the Holy Ghost that ye strive together with me in your prayers to God for me. Now listen. 
That word strive denotes strenuous effort, doesn't it? I said, doesn't it? This is a matter of just writing off some little prayer that you strive together with me in your prayers to God for me. Now this go on reading, that I may be delivered from them that do not believe in Judea. And that my service which I have for Jerusalem may be accepted of the saints. That I may come unto you with joy by the will of God and may with you be refreshed. Notice how he begins this letter by telling me he's praying for them. Tells them part of what he prays for them and ends it by soliciting their prayers. Now let's, let's go on reading how that every one of these churches that he wrote to. You see, after all, these are churches, all of them except Rome, evidently, that he established, primarily most of them. The saints of Rome, he hadn't been there. He wanted to, he wanted to pray that he'd be there, or he'd be able to come. Now, know this, this. Let's look into Philippians, for instance, the first chapter, the third and fourth verses. I thank my God upon every remembrance of you. Now, remember, He's writing to the church at Philippi. Remember, go back to the 16th chapter of Acts. We studied it here. Now listen. On every remembrance, I thank my God upon every remembrance of you. Remember there, a man stood up the night time, said, come over to Macedonia and help us. They are saying that God is leading them into Macedonia. So they went over there and resorted thither to the riverside where prayer was wont to be made. There's one Lydia, seller of purple, whose heart the Lord opened. Then remember that, that Paul and Silas daily went to the synagogue there and discussed, you know, and so on. There's a little maiden followed them along behind them uh, that had a spirit of fortune-telling, divination of fortune-telling. She cried out, these men are servants of the Most High God who come hither to show us the way of salvation. And this she did many days. Here's something you need to see again. This she did many days. How many? Many days. And one day Paul, you see, turned, you see, grieved in spirit and spoke to that spirit, commanded him to come out. Why didn't he do it before? I said, why didn't he do it before? See, you have to realize that very often in casting out demons under certain circumstances, again, the gift of faith comes into manifestation. And he didn't have the manifestation before. Sometimes it's a combination of discerning of spirits and gift of faith, or a combination of the word of knowledge. And so that's the reason he did. He didn't have that, that unction. He didn't have that anointing. He didn't have that revelation. That's the reason we have to continue to pray. Now then, then you remember they got in jail. At midnight they prayed and sang praises to God. The prisoners heard them. There was a great earthquake. Every door flew open. The feet fell off the stall. All the bonds fell off the prisoners. The jailer thought they'd escape. Paul said, do yourself no harm. We are all here. The jailer called for a light and sprang in and said, sirs, what must we do to be saved? I do to be saved. He said, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and I shall be saved in thy house. He took Paul and Silas into his house. Evidently locked up the rest of the prisoners. And took Paul and Silas into his house. Washed their back. Amen. Because there's a bleeding from those stripes. Fed them, praise God. And, and, and got saved in his house. And before Paul left there, established a church because he's writing a letter back there. I like to think that jailer became the pastor. I don't know that did. He might have. He's the first man to save there, wasn't he? Now notice, I thank my God upon every remembrance of you. Always in every prayer of mine. Paul, it seemed, prayed for every one of these churches every day. Always in every prayer of mine. 
for you all. You know, he must have been from Texas. He said, y'all. <laughs> Praying for y'all. <laughs> for you all. Making request. Making request with joy. See, prayer ought to be with joy. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. You can find more resources, including messages that expounds this month's subject. Our offer for this month is a four-volume series on the subject of prayer by Kenneth E. Hagan. Each one of the volumes includes four CD teachings on prayer. That's 16 CDs in all. Some of the CD titles are Praying for Your Nation, Praying with the Help of the Holy Spirit, United Prayer and the Prayer of Faith, and so many more. These four sets are normally priced for $112, but for this special offer, they're now only $56. That's a 50% savings off the retail price. Don't delay. Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Rama.org. Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Now, let's join Ken and Lynette Hagen. Kindle the flames coming up very quickly, September yes. the 22nd through the 24th. Ladies, it is time for you to come on Rainbow Bible Church campus and come to Kindle the Flame. Uh, talk about the women's golfers. Hey. Monday, Kenneth E. Hagan will continue his teaching on the subject of prayer entitled Praying for Your Nation from the CD series Praying with All Kinds of Prayer, Volume 3. That's Monday on Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Have a great weekend.